Welcome to the Happy in the Mess podcast. We are your hosts, Marlena, Sherry, and Matthew. We are therapists and coaches, and we want to share our own stories with you, as well as the wisdom, insights, and tips we've learned along the way. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. So how many of you have ever felt stuck in life? That mental version of quicksand, mud, ruts, whatever analogy you want to use. So in this episode, we're going to talk not necessarily about how to get unstuck, but how to change our mindset while we're there. Stay tuned for more. For now, we welcome you to this episode of Happy in the Mess podcast. For those of us, or for those of you following us relatively on schedule, we are back from our scheduled break. Uh, For those binging their way through, you probably didn't notice. That's the joy of technology here. Uh, So the honor of hosting falls to me today. I'm Matthew Morgan, the Misfit Spirituality Coach, and I am joined here with two amazing experts, Marlena, the spiritual singles coach, and Sherry, the couples relationship coach. Uh, As a brief reminder, please like, share, comment, rate, review, uh, whatever you want to do there to help us out on whatever platform you listen to. Um, All of those things add up and they really do make a difference. And we read through comments. Uh, We love to get those from audience members. So um, you can also find each of us on our own platforms. Uh, So I want to hear real quick from the coaches and see where we can find them. Marlena, you want to kick us off? Sure. You can find me at coachmarlina.com and you can sign up for some of my free meditations there and you can book a call with me, a free consult call for 20 minutes if you'd like to explore individual coaching. Awesome. How about you, Sherry? The best place to find me is in my Facebook group. It's called Date Night Community. And that's where I have links to everything that could be helpful, free and other options, as well as um a lot of resources to help couples really stay close and connected as they stay together through the years. That's awesome. What great opportunities. So we have everything from the singles to the relationships and I'll pack in all the weirdness in between uh, at MatthewEMorgan.com. And I work with people who are struggling with spiritual needs, those who feel misfit and feel like they don't, uh, don't necessarily belong in their skin or their world. Um, so we're launching a lot of things to kind of help with that. So um, so to kick off today, we, we started with this idea of stuck, you know, and of course, happy in the mess is all about realizing that we can't fix everything. Like not everything is, is got a, a storybook answer and it's all wonderful. Um, we don't always skip right to the end. And so sometimes we're in the middle and that middle includes this quicksand pit. Uh, for those of the, the white, uh, haired generation, uh, I always think of, um, the never-ending story with that great scene that traumatized all of our childhood as the horse is stuck in this uh, sadness and this despair, this swamp. Um, and of course, we're all just, well, at least I am, you know, just just bawling. And I think sometimes we think of stuck like that, but stuck has other connotations to it. So to kick off today, what what are we talking about? What is stuck in the terms of what uh, what the discussion is today? Well, I think of there being two kinds of stuck, um, for me at least. There's stuck in circumstance. Like right now, I'm waiting for a few things to unfold. And so I'm like just kind of biding my time, trying to be patient while I'm waiting for circumstances to change. Um, the other kind of stuck for me is stuck in emotions. And that sometimes I'm in the middle of processing something or something has 
triggered me or has hurt me. And I'm like stuck in those feelings and trying to move through those. And to me, those are two different things. And I have two different reactions and two different sets of tools for each one. That's great. And definitely starting with that definition of what we're dealing with. And it does have two different feelings to it, whether it's circumstantial or emotional. So, what about you, Marlena? Do you have a, an idea of stuck or what this brings up with you? Yeah. Well, interestingly, taking what Sherry was saying, I actually think of stuck as being um, on a loop with a certain thought process or on a loop with an emotional process. And usually circumstances have little to do with that loop. And we think they do, in my opinion. And then I realized that well, oftentimes it's my manner of perceiving things, like as you discussed earlier, that really is keeping me stuck. It's sort of getting back into that limbic system part of your brain where all you do is like circle the same thoughts over and over. And so you feel like there's no forward movement, but it's because your brain is actually not able to think new thoughts because you keep going back to that same place in the brain. Gotcha. Yeah, so almost this just this revolution right like this this rolling through and we keep in that that same rut um so now instead of the horse being stuck in the the swamp now it's tied to a post and we're just just rolling around right so we're we're movement so it, it's interesting because stuck for a lot of people that that's a no movement thing but for what we're saying is like it's a repetitive movement for us Yes, so, I think so. It's like when there's been no, no new, yeah, there's mm-hmm. nothing new happening because you keep, um, and you know, that's also a sign of trauma is when you have the same thoughts over and over about the same thing, like that there is no new perspective and we can get more into sort of maybe the neuroscience behind that or ways to get out of it later, but yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and so maybe that's that question. Like if we're dealing with a trauma or um, like a, if our circumstances have a stuck or if our emotions have a stuck, um, is the answer always to push forward? Um, I, I think sometimes it has that connotation of like Dory, right? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. But at the same time, that may not be the answer from what I'm catching from the two of you today. I'll give you an example of a circumstance. Um, before we moved out of state, I knew that we were going to move out of state, but I knew we couldn't move until some things fell into place. Um, my, the first thing was that my husband had to get a job and I had almost no control over that at all. I mean, I could sit there and be very impatient about it, which is my natural state to be impatient and try and push things forward. Um, but I also recognize that I didn't, I I couldn't really affect that. So I gave myself things that I needed to learn during that time, so that when that happened, I would be better prepared for that next stage. So the circumstance, like I couldn't change the circumstance, but I decided to do something different with that time than just being focused on when that would break free. So I guess that's what I would do with, that's what I try to do with circumstances and feeling stuck. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's, in in this case, there's no option to push forward um, in in the true sense of of going to that. So what you did is you embraced the stuck feeling 
right? And, and we have that, like, like the feet are planted here, but you're reaching out and you're finding the, the little things that you can do in those moments um, yeah. to help yeah. you through it. And that helps with that circumstantial stuckedness. Yeah, I knew that we would be moving to land. So I used that time. We built some raised gardens in our backyard so I could start to learn to really garden. And I uh, learned how to can um, so that those were the tasks that I set for myself so that being stuck wasn't just lost time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's awesome. So, and and a great, great use of that time too, because there's nothing quite like garden vegetables either. So, <laughs> but Marlena, what about, what about you? Like, what are your thoughts of, you know, pushing forward versus embracing the, the mess? You know? Oh yeah, I agree with Sherry. Like it's a great time to learn something new or prepare in some way for, for what's coming, knowing that circumstances will eventually change. Um, rarely do we stay absolutely the same all the time. And so just that remembering like, oh yes, this too shall pass because it always does. Um, but I also wanted to point out that it's really wise sometimes to take no action when you're really not sure what to do next. That until you have an inspired thought, um, or until I have had an inspired thought, taking that the actions I would take in that stuck place usually end up making me either more miserable, more stuck, or making the situation worse because I'm not having new thoughts around it. So if I keep having the same kind of stuck solutions to it, if that makes sense, then um, I prefer not to take any action because it just seems like wasted effort. And that's the, that's the key for me. If it feels efforty, if it feels like I'm forcing the solution, that's usually not the solution. And so I really do need to take a step back and go do the laundry or play the violin or take a walk. Like, And I might need to do that several days in a row before I start having new thoughts around the thing. And that could be for a season. It could be for a week. It could be for a day. Um, but if I'm still in that place, that is not the place from which I'm going to generate something better. Yeah. I love that. Like, that, that concept of, you know, when we lose our, well, this is an ADHD thing. So this happens a lot. We lose our keys, which t- take all this time looking for our keys. We can't find it. When we look for, you know, go to look for the wallet, we go find the keys, you know? So exactly. And, and both of you, like, I like those ideas of like, what can we do around us? Um, and these aren't related to the problem. It's, it's something completely different. Uh, but at the same time, it, it helps kind of unstick the process. And I'm, I'm curious, Marlene, and, and we're just spitballing this one here, so this may be a fun one, right? But we, we have this concept in our, our circles of, of imperfect action, right? Like there are some people, not us, but there are other people out there who have these perfection tendencies uh, <laughs> that have to, like everything has to be right to do it. Um, so I, I, there's a balance here of like what what's imperfect action versus what you were saying of like, I want to wait until I have some assurance or some direction with that. Inspired. Yeah. Inspired okay. action. Okay. I mean, there's always something to learn from taking any action at all. Sometimes it's like, well, that was not super effective if I do something out of that. And I've had that experience multiple times. Usually I have to be beaten into a state of submission and surrender before I say, okay, I'll do nothing for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, and I usually tire out a bunch of solutions that I've generated out of my limbic system brain to um, 
finally accept that perhaps <laughs> my ideas weren't that great. And there's something to be gained from that, right? I know, I know myself. I'm kind of an overachiever. I like to try and generate the solutions. It takes a lot for me to finally say, I'm going to do nothing about this for a little while and just wait. Um, as a therapist once told me, like, there's really value in having the field lie fallow, like having the, the field not be generating anything. It is actually a restorative process when that happens. And um, it's kind of like after a breakup, it's really great to not jump into something new right away. It's actually great to just take interior time and recover and recharge before getting back out there. Um, yeah. So I kind of see it as a recharge time. What we think is waiting is actually recharge. Well, and especially if you can embrace that, because I think a lot of times it feels more like wallowing or lost time rather than that kind of switch to the thinking of it, which is this is recovery time. Yeah, that ability to restore and bring up that that strength again um, and, and mindset like both of you i'm really catching this idea that the same action can have a completely different mindset for it you know we we can look at a field and say it's unproductive um and, and worthless and you know why is all this here or we can look and say hey it's fallow this is it's this is its dormant state and it's it's regenerating definitely so, yeah i do think there's a lot of mindset behind this um, and mind, mindset is great because mindset is something you can choose. Like you might, might not be able to choose your circumstances all the time, but your mindset you can affect. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and I think to that point, like how do we use, you know, being stuck to our advantage um, and, and actually maybe I want to punt just a little bit too, because in, in this, one of the things we talked about, you talked about feeling emotionally stuck. Um, and Marlena talked about, um, like, like that limbic feeling of, of like very much fight, flight, freeze kind of thing. So do you, do you have particular techniques or something you can share, uh, with people for like ways to alleviate that feeling of being stuck? Well, when I feel stuck in the, in the emotions, when I st feel stuck in the thoughts, um, I do think that there is some value, at least for me, of honoring that experience and allowing those emotions to kind of run their course. Mm -hmm. Like if I am upset about something, it's because I have some feelings about it. I'm hurt or I'm disappointed. And being able to acknowledge that before I try to push that away often will help that dissipate. But then when you go back to our, our episode on um, emotional management, like then there's that question of like, how do I process this? And how do I do that actively? So that might be journaling or talking to someone or sitting quietly or um, for me, brainstorming often helps either doing a mind dump of what what's related to those feelings or that problem, or just taking an idea that I'm really struggling with. And then just like thinking of every possible way I could to solve that problem. And then like just letting that sit because I know that I, I've like delved into every way of looking at it that I can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. That, 
that dump is such a great, great process there. So Marlena? Yeah, I agree that um, something needs to happen in order to process the emotion in order to get us unstuck. And like Sherry said, you can journal, you can talk to people, you can go to therapy, you can go to coaching. I think EMDR is great because it does a lot of the heavy lifting on the, mm-hmm. on the neural circuitry, like circuitry, like um, meditation, mindfulness, movement, like, as like we all talked about these, all of these solutions in a previous episode, emotional management, I believe, yeah. Um that it has to get unstuck in the body. Yoga is a great one. You know, my yoga instructor used to say, you know, the issues are in your tissues and you got to work them out in order to um, have a new thought. And that, and that is, that is absolutely the case. I think there's good science uh, backing all of this up, that, that there's some intervention is needed to actually get out of that place. Um, sometimes it is just the waiting and self-care. I mean, but that is also an, its own intervention, if that makes sense. Um, and I also just want to recognize how normal it is to have periods of, of, of fallowness and how nature itself shows us every winter, how everything dies and shuts down. Like that's okay. And that's part of, we can't be constantly producing fruit because we would wear ourselves out. I mean, that's just not how nature operates. And certainly that's not how humans are supposed to operate. Yeah. I love that image. I just want to add that I believe that if you don't process your emotions, they're going to process them on their own. And if so, if you're not intentional about how you move through those emotions by doing all those things that we talked about before, your body, your mind is going to choose its own way. And sometimes that's going to be healthy and helpful if you have really good habits. But if you don't, you're going to, you know, zone out or you're going to pick up that extra bottle of wine, or you're going to sit on a video game for three or four hours and just really like disconnect in a dissociative way. So like being active and thoughtful about how you're going to move through those emotions often is much more productive than just letting it do it itself. Absolutely. And I think too, Sherry, on well, on that note is, um, yeah, your emotions will hijack you if you don't pay attention to them. And, you know, talking to having like a good friend, like having transparency within your relationships and intimacy can be such a healing and therapeutic thing. I think um, we don't normalize this experience enough, even within our relationships. And maybe our friends may say, well, shouldn't you be over that by now? Or are we talking about this again? You know, and, and that's really not a helpful or empathetic thing to say when like, we all think about things sometimes on repeat. And, um, just under making that, that experience normalized and providing that listening ear, you know, developing the patience. I think sometimes our lack of patience with each other and that is because we too have that same thing going on and feel impatient with ourselves, you know, really can't give away what you don't got. And so self-compassion, I think is huge when we are feeling stuck, normalize that experience. It's, we all have, we all go through periods like that. Yep. Absolutely. We uh, we were discussing with my my geek therapist um, the the movie um, Endgame uh, where Thor is kind of going through his own arc of major depression type symptoms has obviously turned to negative coping skills of of you know zoning out on a video game and and uh, very very relatable character right he's he's playing video games he's drinking beer he's just you know completely lost in himself. Um, and what we talked about were really the, the three calibers of friends, because he had his uh, Korg and Meek who are there with him. 
and they're just basically bros and they're like hey just hang out with us and they supported him in that stuff but they didn't move him at all um and then you get professor hulk and rocket who come up and are just like hey we've got this mission we've got something we need you for so they're starting to wake him up um but it's really not until he he goes back and confronts the trauma of of losing really everything near and dear to him um that he realizes that he's stuck um and, and as he gets that and, and of course in this case it was a, a positive mother figure um who had no issues with challenging him um but they were all supportive characters in their own way and i think for us to look and i'm hearing that out of you because there's an internal stuck right so there's our, our circumstances there's our emotions that you were talking about but there's also what social or parasocial support can we get from people that can help us in this you know help and not harm in this process as well i also like this idea of the gift and opportunity what can i um what can I glean out of the, what, how is this, how will this help me in the future? How is this helping me now? What is the blessing in disguise here? Not to be Pollyannish about it, but usually when we're stuck, we've already had this thought and milked it to death. There's nothing new happening. So I think at that point you can go ahead and say to yourself, okay, what is the gift and opportunity in this process for me? How can I recognize that there's something here? And even if it takes like a friend to help give additional perspective, like, can you help me see this from a bird's eye view and like notice like, what good is this? Is there good happening here? And of course, there is always something. There's always something that we're learning, wisdom that we're gaining, et cetera. Helping someone else who'll be in the same spot soon enough, you know? Uh, going back to that self-compassion, I think it's also okay to recognize that you may not be able to see what that good is in the situation. Um, I work a lot with couples who are in the middle of affair recovery. And very often looking for that silver lining when you're in the middle of that kind of traumatic uh, crisis, it, it's not even particularly helpful. Now, I know that, the, it, that it's there because I've seen couples move through this process so many times. And when they get to the other side, there's great healing, there's great learning, there's great growth. Um, but having that compassion to just be okay with the fact that you may not be able to see those, those wonderful things that will come out of this, but knowing that at some future point, you'll be able to look back and have that big picture and be able to see all those details that you couldn't see in the middle of it. True. Sometimes it's too soon and it's like trying to make meaning or finding the silver lining can just feel efforty and not helpful. In fact, when people try to understand why an affair happened when they're in the middle of it, they usually link on to something that is not true and not helpful, and they have to have that perspective before they can really make meaning of those, the choices that they made, the choices that their partner made. Yeah, and I think our emotions are a great indicator of when we're doing something like that, when we start beating ourselves up, trying to find silver lining, like, you're like, you know, I noticed that a lot of blame can happen in these situations, blaming yourselves, blaming others, blaming the circumstance, and that's staying stuck. I mean, that that's not, if, if the thought doesn't produce better feelings, like, then we haven't moved anywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. I guess just because something feels bad doesn't mean that it's not helpful. And there is getting stuck in that feeling bad, but 
it also is a really clear sign that your body and your brain is trying to send you that something's not right. And so Mm -hmm. recognizing that and seeing that for the message that it is. I, I disagree with you a little, Sherry, in the sense that sometimes I think negative emotions are good signposts that something is wrong here and something needs to change. And sometimes it's just our thinking that needs to change rather than the, anything else. Like feelings aren't facts necessarily. Sometimes it's I have a propensity to be anxious and I've had too much coffee and now I'm looking for, to catastrophize everything in my environment. And there's actually nothing wrong, but I feel like there is because of the way I'm thinking or where the way I'm a little pre-wired, if that makes sense, or I've had, like I said, too much coffee. So sometimes like our feelings are not telling us true. That's absolutely true. I agree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> to find the meaning in all of that mess, right? Because all of that is true. Mm-hmm. And, that's, yeah. and that's beautiful. And I love the fact, you know, even the, the two different sides, right? Whether we're trying to calm from the top down, the bottom up, the, the brains and what we talk about in trauma work sometimes, right? But like we have those things. And I think this is why, uh, you know, people are talking about AI a lot right now. Like this is going to take over your jobs as therapists. And I'm like, there's no way. Like there are so many nuances. Like it can give it can give some guideposts, but like we provide that as, as coaches, as therapists, a lot of times we provide that extra support. You're talking about like, can we see the the, the silver lining when we're in the when when we're in the storm? No, because we're getting rained on, right? But somebody else who's already gone through there, they can see it. They can see and say, oh, like it's going to be okay. But you just got to keep. You either got to keep moving through this, or you got to tunnel up and and hold on while this while the storm blows over um so but i think this is a yes and situation Mm -hmm. you know it's not a either or right so i love winston churchill's famous quote you know when you're going through hell keep going keep going (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep Absolutely. I was, I was listening to a pastor who uh, he was quoting a UFC fighter, which is always exactly the pair of events that you, you know, picture is, is you know, ultimate fighting and church together. Um, not really, but he was talking about the, the survive and then you make the cut and, and that, that needs, sometimes we, we stuck is just our defensiveness that we need, but then we wait for that opportunity. And, you know, Marlene, you mentioned earlier, like, let's, let's see what's out there. Let's see when we get that inspired action and do that mm-hmm. so. and there's actually like some research that says once we get in this kind of stuck place in our brains we lose peripheral vision and some executive functioning mm-hmm. and it's so helpful for me to remember that like if i'm feeling stuck like i know my brain's not fully online with this thing and yeah. that's okay and there's actually a little peripheral vision exercise i do with my clients to help them actually expand and like let's let's turn on the rest of the brain a little bit here um mm-hmm. but yeah it, it's just helpful for me to remember that personally too like okay I'm stuck, like I'm probably not using my whole brain right now. I can't see clearly. Yeah. And Matthew, you're right. This is the magic of therapy and coaching is that, yeah, you can talk with a friend about things, but the friend isn't finely tuned and skilled at reading whether this is a moment of like pause and feel that and notice what that is. Versus this is a moment when if you take that step forward or you change that mindset or you change that thought that that's going to lead to a big jump in feeling unstuck 
or knowing what that next inspired action is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and that's, and it's great. So we continually study, we continue to work at this and, and hopefully you, the listeners, they're, they're hearing this, they're hearing this idea that we need to understand, are we stuck in our circumstances? Are we stuck in our feelings? Right. Then what do we do? Is it time to tunnel up? Is it time to reach out to others? Um, you know, and, and to what degree? Um, and ultimately, I think maybe to be able to find a uh, a coach or a counselor, uh, just depending on what they're needing, um, both have, have a little different skill sets or a little different purview of things. So, um, so with that, just as a quick reminder, people can, where can people find you, Sherry, to work at? Yeah, the best place to find me is in the Facebook date night community, and that links with all of the other things. Uh, And I do primarily work with couples in lots of stuck ways. Yep, absolutely. What about you, Marlena? Where can they find you again? CoachMarlena.com. This is actually my jam. I work with people getting unstuck in all kinds of places, career, relationship, singleness, wealth, all sorts of ways. So yeah. I do a lot of heavy lifting with EMDR and you can reach out to me to figure out what that is and see if that's a good fit for you. It's a great, great modality for sure. And so, and I'm at MatthewEMorgan.com and I really work with people who uh, just don't seem to like our, our ruts look different. They're a little different color. They're different shapes. Um, and oftentimes we can feel stuck because we don't fit in. Um, so I help, um, especially on the spiritual side, being able to unlock that. So Um, And as always, if you enjoyed this, make sure you like, share, subscribe, uh, donate millions of dollars, whatever you've got that's there that'll help you get unstuck. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But that's okay, too. Um, But and join us. We 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 drop these uh, episodes each week uh, on Thursdays. Um, and, and you can always go back, check out the past episodes. If you have ideas for future or question ones, make sure you, or future questions for future episodes, we can, uh, definitely field those. Um, we always like hearing from you. So, so on behalf of Sherry and Marlena, thank you all for listening and we will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.